Welcome back, Giants fans, as we react to day two of the 2022 NFL Draft for the Giants. So rounds two and three are in the books. Well, almost, as I say this, they are pretty much a few picks away from round three being over, but we're out of picks unless we trade back up. So we're starting a video now. Anyway, the Giants made three picks tonight. They traded down twice before making a pick. They took Wandell Robinson, wide receiver out of Kentucky, 43rd overall. Joshua Izuda, 67 overall in round three, a guard out of North Carolina. And Cordell Flott, a cornerback, more of a slot corner out of LSU, Pick number 81 in round three. So we'll react to those moves, talk about the Giants roster, what has happened so far. Has it been a good draft, a bad draft? I think today's picks were a little, I guess, questionable in a way because I don't think many people expected these guys to be Giants. I think the Giants may have reached for a couple of these guys, but listen... We'll see how it plays out. As I've said before, I am trusting this regime until proven otherwise. We had a fantastic day yesterday, a flawless day in my opinion, the more important round one. And when you get to day two, day three, a lot of times it's just, you know, you're calling your own shots. I mean, it's not as chalky as round one is, and you know, we'll see if these guys pan out. But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoy the video. Leave in the comments, who was your favorite pick out of these three guys, and who is a day three guy that you want the Giants to take? Hopefully you guys enjoy the video, and let's get into it. So let's start off with the trades the Giants made. They held the 36 overall pick in the second round, and they never made that pick. They traded a 36 pick to the Jets, so another Giants-Jets trade. We saw the Leonard Williams trade kind of recently, so these teams do not trade very often, but now we've seen it a couple times. So so the Giants traded back from 36 to 38, and they gained pick number 146, a fifth-round pick. So to move back only two spots and pretty much not surrender anything because I'm sure the Giants were not that interested in somebody at number 36. If they were, they would have stayed there in the first place. So they pick up an extra fifth-round pick. You like to see that. Then they go from number 38 to number 43. They trade back once again, this time with the Atlanta Falcons, picking up the 43rd overall pick and pick number 114 additionally to drop down five spots. So you drop down five spots, you get an extra fourth round pick out of it. So now the Giants are giving themselves some more picks, which definitely helps because this roster has holes everywhere. You might as well give yourself as many shots as possible in the draft. So I don't mind it. And Joe Shane later said they were not even considering a quarterback in the second round, whether that was Malik Willis or Sam Howell, Matt Corral. They never even considered it, so that's not really a big deal, of course. So this could be why the Giants traded down. They took Wandale Robinson, a wide receiver out of Kentucky, number 43 overall, and he was a guy that was not even supposed to go this high in the draft, so that pretty much is the reason why they traded down. There's no point in taking him at 36 if you can get him almost 10 picks later get yourself some extra draft assets so he's only 5'8 179 which is like the concerning part about uh, Robinson but there are things to like about his game people call him Kadarius Tony, just a bit of a smaller version now we're going to see a lot of Robinson in the slot we'll see Kadarius Tony on the outside more with Kenny Galladay of course People talked about, you know, Sterling Shepard, does he matter? I really don't think the Giants are operating as if Sterling Shepard actually matters right now. I don't think Sterling Shepard is in the future plans for this team. He's coming off a very serious injury. He's always hurt. So his availability is always in question. I don't think they made these this pick with Sterling Shepard in mind or even Darius Slayton for that matter. I don't think the hopes are that high for those two guys. So that's pretty unfortunate. But Joe Shane did say they have a vision for uh, Robinson. So that's the good news. And you know, this pick's only going to bother me if they only use him as like a gadget guy, a punt returner. So 
if they go out there and they use Wandale Robinson as an actual slot receiver and play him on the field more than 90% of the snaps, then I can see how it's worth it in round two. But if you're going to use him the same way like the Rams used Tavon Austin back in the day, it's not really going to be worth it to me. So it all depends how you use this pick. If they use him like an actual slot guy, give him over 100 targets and just let him operate out of the slot and let him get yards after catch, which he's good at, then I can see this pick being worth it. Is it a bit risky? Yeah, it kind of is because they're there were consensus higher ranked players on the board but as I said I'm trying to trust this regime and we'll see what happens he had 35 catches off of screen passes in 2021 that's according to PFF and that's obviously a lot he did have 104 catches total so 35 out of 104 were on screen passes now he was projected to be like a third fourth round pick by some sites so that's like the concerning part here. They took him over Sky Moore. I thought Sky Moore was a better prospect, and the Chiefs got him about 10 picks later, so I just hope the Giants made the right decision there. Now, as a player, this is what I noticed when watching him. He has the ability to avoid big hits. I feel like every time he caught a ball over the middle and he was supposed to take a big hit, he just found a way to just bounce off it or just avoid the hit entirely, so that was very impressive. I don't know if that's like a skill or luck. I have no idea, but I was impressed. Definitely can make guys miss. Shifty as hell. I think that's like the thing that sticks out about him. I figured he'd be faster. There were times where he would break into the secondary, but the safeties and corners would catch him from behind. I figured he'd be a bit faster. He ran somewhere in the mid 4-4s. It might have been like a 4-4-40, I'm pretty sure, or something around there. So he's not like his straight line um, breakaway speed, whatever you want to call it, is not elite, but he has good quickness. I will say that. It's kind of Kadarius Tony. It's the same thing. Like I don't think Kadarius Tony's top end speed is like elite, but we know Kadarius Tony has amazing quickness. When he first shifts, into like fifth gear like he he goes but you can catch him eventually so I, I feel like uh, Robinson's kind of the same way and the thing I like about Robinson is that he's not just like a he's not just a slot guy that's going to be used around the line of scrimmage there were a lot of deep balls in his highlights so the Giants hopefully can use him the same way once again Joe Shane says they have a vision for him we'll see how that goes but that's another way to make this pick worth it. If they only use him as like a guy in the backfield, a guy catching the ball two yards away from the line of scrimmage, it's not going to be worth it. But if they actually use him as a deep threat, which he can be, we've seen plenty of times at Kentucky where he was a good deep threat, then this pick can once again be worth it. And we know Daniel Jones can place the deep ball nicely and hopefully him and Robinson have a nice connection or whoever the hell the quarterback's going to be in the future. I wanted to talk about this specific play. So I saw this on his highlights. It's like the 18 minute highlight video of him. It was about four minutes in and he ran like a bubble screen and two members from the opposing secondary was South Carolina they looked like they were about to obliterate him and he somehow like just went in between them and he should have scored a touchdown he broke free and had nothing but green grass in front of him and then he tripped over himself but he should have scored a touchdown but the fact that he was able to catch a bubble screen basically have no blocking and get away from two tacklers that were just like gunning for him like I was very impressed so he he did some very impressive things with the ball in his hands we know he could be a punt returner those jukes and cuts he does are deadly so he was making guys miss so yeah it just it just really depends on what the vision is for the Giants as I said if they don't use him the right way this could be a problem I think maybe you can comp him to like Randall Cobb I forget what his like height and weight is I could look that up real quick see even Randall Cobb is 5'10 192 and Wandale Robinson's 5'8 179 right now so I don't know. He's he's a bit smaller, but 
it's not impossible for a smaller receiver to be very useful. I, I think we've seen plenty of examples of it. You know, guys like Julian Edelman or T.Y. Hilton, Golden Tate, they weren't the biggest receivers, but they just found a way to be great route technicians and, you know, have good hands. And T.Y. Hilton would always beat guys deep. So, like, he can definitely find his way. It's just harder when you're 5'8 and barely 180 pounds. So, yeah, I was a bit, you know, confused by the pick. I'll admit I didn't watch him in the pre-draft process, so this was new news to me. I was like, who the hell is this guy? But... You know, after watching him, you can't help but to be excited. He definitely is a, a human highlight reel type of guy. So I can definitely see a path to success as long as Brian Dable, Mike Kafka and company use him the right way. So we're going to find out what happens there. The Giants next pick number 67 overall in round three was Joshua Izuda, a guard out of North Carolina. Another guy that was maybe supposed to go in like the fourth round, but nonetheless, I don't think it's that bad of a pick after watching him. He played everywhere, played left tackle, left guard, no center, but played right guard and right tackle as well. So a lot of versatility with him. 6'4", 308 pounds. When I watched him, I saw he moves well laterally, good movement skills, athletic for an offensive lineman. He has an aggressive style of play, not afraid to get his nose in there. He did get beat inside a few times, has inconsistent hands, does not lock his arms all the time. Um, I wish his punch had more impact. I feel like a lot of times he would just like, you know, hit a guy and like he still wouldn't go anywhere. So, you know, those are kind of the downsides. But with him, you're just betting on a good athlete, a guy that can pull, get out in space and... I hope that Joe Shane once again has a vision for him as well. And look, maybe he might be the starting left guard week one. I mean, we don't know. I, I don't really have much faith in Shane Lemieux, a guy from the previous regime being that great. Max Garcia, I don't think is a guy that they want to start week one. So they might look at Joshua Izuda as a potential week one starter. We'll find out how his, you know, camp and preseason goes. Now, I did have the Giants taking an offensive guard here in this spot in my mock draft. I had him taking Cole Strange, who went to the Patriots at the end of the first round, which was kind of a surprising pick, but they do take a guard nonetheless. But I will say shout out to Joe Shane and the rest of the Giants front office for actually taking the offensive line seriously. They, of course, took Evan Neal. Now they take Joshua Izuda. They took, you know, they signed Mark Glanowski. They signed Max Garcia, John Feliciano for depth. So at least they're taking the offensive line seriously. I don't have as many concerns about this offensive line as I did three, four months ago. So we're moving in the right direction. I'm not sure if it's a finished product. We'll see what happens there, of course. But at the same time, they are putting effort into it, which I like. So with Joshua Izuda, I'm pretty excited. I mean, the Giants, of course, have such a need at guard. We know that and as I said I, I give him a shot at least for having the uh, week one starting left guard job we'll see what happens there but um, I think there are things to fix with him but I do believe he met with the Giants offensive line coach Bobby Johnson before he was drafted so they know each other they probably know what he has to work on I'm sure they think they can fix it so we'll see what happens by September but that was the Giants second pick in day number two now, the Giants' last pick in day two, a cornerback, Cordell Flott, pick number 81 in round three. He's 6'1", 178. He is versatile once again. We've seen him play slots and outside. He's played in the box at some points throughout his career, but mostly a slots guy. I believe Joe Shane had a quote saying, the ideal spot to put him is a slots. So they have Aaron Robinson. They have Darnay Holmes. I'm sure Aaron Robinson's going to make the team. Darnay Holmes, I feel like, should make the team. But 
now it's like we don't know for sure, so we'll find out what happens. But I do like Darnell Holmes. I hope he makes it. Anyway, for Cordell Flots, from what I saw, I watched one game of his, and I saw his highlights. So we're not going off too much here, but we'll we'll talk about it. So he's only 20 years old. That's the good news. So still a lot of time to grow into his body. He's you know very lanky, under 180 pounds once again at 6'1". So he's a very lanky cornerback, has long arms. Um, he had a bad missed tackle when I watched him on a third and 10 play. They swung it out to the running back, and he got juked pretty badly. So didn't like seeing that, but he has good short area quickness. He breaks on the ball very well, has those long arms to break up passes. I saw him break up a slant on a key third down pass that I like to see. His combine wasn't overly impressive. He had a good 20-yard shuttle, but outside of that, nothing else was really that impressive. Only 8-inch hands. Wow, that's those are small hands for... Mr. Cardale Flot. But anyway, 6'1", that's a good height for a corner, but nothing else really stuck out all that much with his combine numbers. He was a guy projected by PFF to be a fourth-round pick, so did the Giants reach here once again? Maybe. I think this pick did surprise people, and there were some other names on the board that Giants fans wanted. Of course, I think, uh, who was it? Leo Chanel was a name that I've heard a lot, of course, and you also hear about N'Kobe Dean, who went to the Eagles. I forget if Dean was on the board still. I think he was still on the board at this point. So, you know, there were other names out there that people wanted, but there's a reason, I guess, these teams pass on these guys. I think with Cordell Flott, you look at, he's a guy that pretty much would fit this defense well. I think James Bradbury may have a chance to stay, as as crazy as that sounds, because this is not going to be an outside corner. The Giants obviously did not end up with Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley. So at this point, you're looking at Adoree Jackson, James Bradbury, and then a few guys in the slots, whether it's, you know, Aaron Robinson, Cordell Flotts, or the aforementioned Darnay Holmes. So there are a few options there. So if is trading James Bradbury the best thing the Giants should do right now? Maybe not. It would save them money. We know that. But if they can afford to keep him, they may as well keep him at this point. So that's where I stand on it. If they trade him, I'm not going to be mad about it. I think it makes sense because he's not going to be here for the long term. But in terms of like the Giants just having enough decent outside corners next year, you may want to keep James Bradbury for that. But Cordell Flott, I'm sure at some points we'll play some outside corner, but I think the Giants at least drafted him, envisioning him being mostly the full-time slot corner for this team. But that makes me question, where does Aaron Robinson go? We saw Robinson play outside last year. He was fine at it. So maybe he's a guy that can play opposite of um, Adoree Jackson if James Bradbury were to be traded or he could be the next guy in line behind those two guys even if James Bradbury stays. Now, where does that put Darnay Holmes? That's that's the real question here. I think Cardell Flotts, based on him being a part of this regime and Darnay Holmes being a part of the previous Judge and Gettleman regime, that's not a good thing for him. So once again, I like Darnay. I think he may have some trade value, maybe like a fifth or sixth round pick in return, but I think the Giants are better off keeping him and hoping that you know, not hoping, but like, you know, in the event that somebody goes down, let's say Cordell Flotts has an injury before the season starts, you at least have a Darnay Holmes that can play the slots and, and at least be a useful player. So I think you should hold on to him, but we'll see what happens there. But basically what I'm trying to say is they have at least a few guys on this team that can play slot corner and we'll see how that goes next year. But I, I think Cardell Flotts has the upper hand because this is a guy from the new regime. So that's definitely going to benefit him. So overall, I wasn't like ecstatic with today like I was was yesterday. Um, honestly, I just wasn't really expecting any of these guys to be Giants. I wasn't sure if any of these guys were on their radars, but the Giants have done a great job this offseason of not really showing their hand and, and kind of making people guess of who they really want.
wanted. We saw the uh, smoke screen with Charles Cross yesterday, and there was some other stuff going on. So the Giants have done a good job of keeping things a secret. Um, I was a bit surprised Malik Willis was passed on three times by the Giants. I guess they really had no interest. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought it was worth taking a shot in the third round when they were picking 67th overall. That was the pick when we took the offensive lineman. So, yeah, I was saying to myself, look, Malik Willis has enough upside where if you're in the third round, I mean, you might as well take a chance. But I guess, you know, Joe Shane and company just did not see it with him, and I I can't hate it. Hopefully Malik Willis, for our sake, does not go on to have a great career. But you never know. So, I mean, we'll find out what happens with him the next few years. But anyway, this is who we got right now. So looking at the Giants draft so far as a whole, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Wandale Robinson, once again, a bit of a surprise there, the wide receiver, Joshua Izuda, the guard out of North Carolina, and the fifth guy we took, Cordell Flott, the cornerback out of LSU. So, so far, I mean, you know, the first two picks, you'll love them. The guys from day two, it's more of a we'll see. None of these picks made me, like, mad i've seen some giants fans like not happy on twitter and and all that but i just want to see how it plays out like i don't look at these picks and go oh that's awful you can't make that pick was i upset they passed on some guys yeah i mean i liked travis jones i liked leo chanel as i said i thought malik willis after pick 67 was worth taking a shot on but hey you know they know more than i do and and we're gonna trust this regime until proven otherwise as i said in the beginning so we'll find out but anyway the giants have four picks tomorrow i believe maybe more now after the trade i actually want to see that real quick so in the trade backs they got picks number 114 and 146 so i think tomorrow we have 112 114 146 147 173 and 182 so that's six picks plus the five we already had so the giants are going to have 11 picks in this draft unless they move up which could very uh, very much happen if they'd like a guy in like the fourth or fifth round so we'll see about that anyway it's been pretty good so far can't complain and uh i'm still excited about the day one picks so i have that to look forward to anyway hopefully you guys enjoyed the video leave your comments about how you felt about day two and i will talk to you guys next time